Hello and welcome to episode 8 of the Local Lowdown Podcast. My name is Danny Shanholzer and I am joined by... Uh, the regular host of this program, Zach Hager. All right. Today, uh, I really couldn't let Danny even take this off the table. We will be talking about, first, the Eric Carlson trade. We're deep diving that. We got into that a uh, little bit. Uh, we dove into that just a little bit. Uh, last episode, just to entice you all to come back and listen to this one. We will then talk about the Steelers preseason. They take on the uh, thingy on the screen there. The uh, Steelers take on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers at 7 p.m. Uh, tonight, August the 11th, I believe it is. Yes, the 11th. And then we will then talk about the Pirates uh, a little bit. And there's something going on with the crawler down there, but we'll fix that later. And then the Premier League, uh, that will be our final subject of discussion here today. All right, Danny, first, your thoughts on the uh, Eric Carlson trade, as we mentioned uh, last time. Yeah, for sure, Zach. Great to be with you as always, man. Eric Carlson, Zach, I am super excited to have him, him in Pittsburgh. You know, we see, the, uh, we see the trade graphic. And what sticks out to me because of the, that trade graphic, Zach, it's just the fact that we, we got a really good player for not a ton of, of, of cost associated associated with that. I mean, we gave up Jeff Petrie and uh, and Casey, Casey DeSmith were really the kind of the headliners of who we gave up to um, to Montreal there in, in the three-team trade. Um, Zach, I think Eric Carlson adds a um, – a, a uh, dimension to the the Penguins that hasn't necessarily been there um, in these in these past couple couple years um, following the uh, the cup runs because Eric Carlson is a super super talented offensive defenseman Zach you know he's a guy that's gonna uh, go like peanut butter and, j- and jelly with with Chris Letang and any other de- defense defenseman that he's paired with. Right, he's just—he's a guy that that you can really structure um, a power play around, and I and I just am super excited to see how Chris Letang and and Eric Carlson are able to gel together, and how he can kind of take a take a leadership role, honestly, um, to the Penguins, man. Oh right, yeah, I do think that I do think you need to play in that parade. Um, I really do think that this team can. Uh, make a run this year. I think they will get back to the playoffs, and I think that uh, Eric Carlson will be a very, very good uh, teammate for. I think he'll also be. A, we'll talk about the veteran presence uh, in in the room too. Um, yeah, the Penn's locker room has always been uh, pretty good, but I think this will certainly help the. I think Carlson will certainly take on a leadership role uh, in due time. Hundred uh, percent, Jack. I I think too. Like, um, he's gonna. He's not intimidated by, you know, Sidney Crosby and Evgeny Malkin and, and Chris Letang because he's been that type of leader for for the San Jose Sharks, right? And he talked about in his, in his press conference earlier with the media, he talked about how excited he was to come to a team that has those veteran leaders and, and hopefully how, how, he can, how he can help, 
with that. Also, like I, I, I he um he played with uh Ricard Raquel, I think, and um a number of other guys too, which is which is awesome in terms of in terms of chem- chemistry. Carlson, just a guy that's been around the block, right, Jack? He's a guy like a guy that you know knows what it's like to 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 be a defenseman in the NHL because he's you know 33 and he, and he's and he's done like and he's done that. And I really think like the Penguins have been a piece away from getting past the the first round playoff um, woes in in these last couple of years. I think Eric Carlson pr- provides that provides that piece. Because another thing, Zach, how like last year, Malkin, um, Malkin, Latang, and Malkin had so, super, super good, good seasons, and they were the, the the healthiest they've ever been in their careers. Well, you know, obviously they're 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 they have more years, more years in the past than than they're, they're going to have in the future. So their injuries are going to be part of you know. How how we're able to to navigate that, and I think that um, Eric Carlson is a guy that kind of can can carry the load, if you will. If if Crosby needs a break on on a Tuesday night, or if, or or Latang is out for a stretch of time, I think he allows for for more more rest in terms of the veterans as well, Zach. Yeah, and also I just thought of this: uh, Jake Gensel, he will uh, he will miss the first month of the regular season. Uh, due to, I believe, was it uh, ankle surgery? Back? Some of the, oh, yeah. Okay, I yeah. It was, I thought it was ankle or knee, but regardless, uh, he did have I, some. No, you're right, Jack. You're right on that. He did have some operations on uh, at some point uh, here recently. I believe he plays in a summer league in Minnesota. I think it's like that, the beauty league. So I wonder if he could be a certified beautician, too, alongside my, my, <laughs> my co-host over there. Uh, all right. Uh, yeah, so that will be it. Uh, just briefly talk about your the, the – the brief absence of uh, Jake Gensel and what that what that effect that can have, if any, on a team as we um, look into the season. Yeah, Zach. No, that that's a that's a, um, a great point. And um, Jake Gensel obviously is is a goal scorer, is a, is a grinder, is um, you know one of those top six guys that that's really important to the uh, to the you know. Ha- to the offense, right? To the to um, the power play, and, and just ha- like he scores goals, he manufactures chances. Um, but Zach, I think that that the the difference with this team, Zach, and obviously we're going to know more when you know we see how how training camp goes, and we we, we hear news out of there. But I, this is where I'm really looking towards um, Ricardo Raquel and, and Riley Smith to like make that jump and really like. And really, kind of take the place of Gensel there for the first for the first month of month of season. Because as you said, Zach, like that's not going to be easy for for um for Gensel, obviously being being on the sidelines. But that's not going to be easy to fill his place. But but what I what I just see here is just a, a deeper team than in years past, Zach. Uh, yeah, I do think that the uh, the bottom six is uh is going to be really good this year. I think they're going to. Not be spending a lot of time in uh, in the again. I think that um, yeah, they really did get better with the uh, couple of recent moves of uh, Carl Dubis. I well, I I will be looking there. We go forward to seeing how this team, uh, see how this team fares in the NHL uh, this season. Uh, all right, next 
we are going to talk about, I believe it is the NFL preseason. My notes, yes, the Steelers preseason. Uh, they take on the Tampa, Tampa Bay Buccaneers tonight at 7 p.m. Jamie, get your thoughts on uh, Steelers preseason action, and it is also it's, it's also almost Madden season, so we have, we have that to look forward to as well. Football is on the brain, Zach, and I, I am here for it, man. In terms of in terms of NFL preseason, in terms of Madden getting released in a couple of days, um, I mean. It is hard, you know, to evaluate and, and come up with all these hot takes before the first preseason game of the year, um, just because it, it is preseason and, you know, guys are going to be on on uh, load management, if you will, and, and really conscious of the amount of, you know, snaps that, that are taken, um, which is obviously fair because, you know, the, the NFL is, is super – so physical and you obviously don't want to you do not want any injuries but especially not in uh in preseason but Zach you know I think the uh the national media has really been sweeping on the Steelers as of late um and I think that um you know I, I look at this preseason and really just what's been coming out of camp too as, as a way to kind of um show everybody that the Steelers can still contend, right? You know, I mean, what I'm super looking forward to in in the preseason is seeing the kind of um, jump that that Kenny Pickett makes in, if he plays a series. You know, seeing the jump that, that George Pickens makes. You know, he might be the number one receiver, Zach, which I would love to see George Pickens get more get more opportunities to, to impact the game because the catches that he makes, I mean, Steelers fans know what's from this podcast, that he makes crazy catches look routine. So those are, you know, obviously um, I'm really looking forward to watching the offense. Obviously, Calvin Austin, too, Zach. Calvin Austin, too, is a guy that I think can really, you know, if if, if his speed is used in the right way, he can really make an impact. So I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to see him in his first uh, live preseason game of the year. And um, just – also, too, I, I, I'm interested to see, you know, the, the offensive line, right? Uh, the competition between Dan Moore and Broderick Jones and, and who kind of fares fares the best in, in that regard. I know it's it, it's super, super hard to to, to evaluate, um, you know, where, where they're at. But I'm just excited for, for real football, Zach. Yeah, I, I also am excited for uh, uh, real football as well. Um, I think – I don't really care who wins preseason, but I, I, I'm more excited about the rookies and seeing uh, this year's draft class and see how they fare uh, in uh, in uh, games. So I will be watching uh, all three. Uh, uh, yeah, three, uh, yeah, is it three now? It is. Um, all three of uh, preseason games, and we will uh, follow up on this with after the preseason with uh, with a Steelers season preview as well as um, updated. It. Well, we did predictions already, but. I, I, we we may redo them uh, in due yeah. time. Uh, all right. Uh, now we are now going to talk about it was uh, Pirates next. All right. Uh, so the Pirates they uh, they split series uh, recently with the uh, Atlanta Braves, one of the best teams in baseball. Getting your thoughts on one the season uh, or the series split, and also two the uh, 
the overusage of Pirates closer uh, David Bednar, obviously, and leading that leading to uh, one or two blind saves. Yeah, Zach. Um, I came out of the series split against Atlanta encouraged because Atlanta is the best team in baseball. I mean, statistically, record-wise, um, they are just, they are a very complete team. And we were in all of those games. I mean, a couple of the of the losses, we really, I mean, we really should have, could have, would have had, you know, because I mean, it was just we we, uh, you know, get get to the eighth inning, and then our bullpen would have would have some struggles. But I came out of that really encouraged, Jack, because you know, Cabrian Hayes um, hit back to back homers, I believe. Um, his sixth and seventh of the year, which is just awesome to see that he's, you know, finally getting getting back into the swing of things. Um, and just I, I was I was encouraged by the the way that we we didn't come out intimidated by in playing in playing the Braves. You know, I feel like sometimes when you, you play teams like the, the 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 Dodgers and the Yankees and the, and the Braves, teams come out intimidated, and and the Pirates certainly did, didn't do that. And you know. They won the first game, and they were super big underdog. I'm not sure exactly what the line was there, but they were super big underdogs. And they, I mean, they 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 battled, man. They battled all all series. Um, Alakai Williams made a, made um, a couple really nice plays in the field, and it was just Josh Palacios had 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 a really nice nice catch. Um, and I was just in, encouraged, man. As far as um, David Bednar, Zach, and I'm really curious to hear, you know, like what your thoughts are on on everything. Yeah, no, dude, because David Bednar is one of the best closures in baseball. Like there's no, there's really no argument with that. He kind of is the guy that that shuts the door, right? And he did, you know, I mean, primarily based on the fact that he pitched, you know, three straight days. Um, blew a couple saves, which is uncharacteristic. But, I mean, I think when you're a team that, that you know, really is kind of struggling, I think it's hard, you know, when you are when you are in a position against a good team, you obviously want to, to bring it home. Um, but, you know, I do wonder, okay, if, if Bednar is, is healthy and doesn't have to pitch on on three days on um after pitching three days in a row, ha- what happens, right? What what other guys in the bullpen step up? So so that's uh you know that's certainly something that's been going that's been going around for sure. Jack. I'm curious to hear your thoughts, man. Uh yeah, I, I do think that the Pirates have been grossly overusing uh, Bednar recently. He he pitched uh, prior to last night. He, I believe he pitched uh, three out of the last four. Uh, out uh, three of the, three of the last four games, I think he blew saves in two of them. So, and he was what twenty four, twenty five saves prior to that. So, that right, uh, lights out, lights out, yeah, yeah, that is uncharacteristic. Uh, I mean, I, I could see the the, the fatigue uh, in him there. His last uh, before he he got a day uh, day's rest uh, in that last one save. Um, but like yeah. you're saying, other other guys. Uh, sorry, I was confused for a second. Uh, no, go go ahead, Jack. Go ahead, Jack. Uh, Colin Holderman, I believe, uh, pitched the uh, was in the closing role. Um, 
last or last uh, game where where it was just it, it was a safe situation. Uh, Danny, your thoughts? Yeah, yeah, I was really glad that they rested Bednar and we were obviously able to to win uh, yesterday seven to five. I think the hard part, Zach, is when you're going against such a good team and you're in you know close games. I, I mean, on on Wednesday the Braves Braves beat us. They outlasted the six to five. On Tuesday, you know, blown save and they they win eight six. You know, I, that's hard because we're we're in those games and and those are the you, you want to give it to your best guy in those situations, which is Bednar, obviously. Um, but I think the the kind of issue right now, it seems like. Derek Sheldon, the Pirates manager, isn't as confident in the rest of the the bullpen in those high leverage situations. And obviously, David Bednar is a tremendous closer. But you know, it's good that we're in, in these these one run games against good teams, and it's good that we're competing. But we also need to obviously give Bednar a break so he's at his best when we need him the most. But also, we got to have other guys step up and, and t- take on that that closing role when. When the game calls for it, and we haven't seen that as of late, Zach. Yeah, no, I uh, I think the Pirates have been a have been a fun team to watch over the last uh, week or so. And uh, you know, with the Braves series was really fun. You know, yesterday's game was back and forth all uh, all afternoon. So that, that certainly is you know, while the season may not be going anywhere, I think the Pirates. Uh, we're, I'm still enjoying uh, watching uh, the Pirates as the season uh, progresses, and we move into football season and also Madden season. Um, I'm very excited. Yes, sir. Zach, I, now not to be not to be super super. Uh, I'm not trying to be too optimistic because when you're too optimistic, sometimes you have super high hopes, and and this is kind of where those two. You know, I'm not going to put it all on Bednar, but if, if we close out those those two games, we might even be in a, in a better position than we are. As of today, August 11th. At 1.17 p.m., the Pirates are only nine and a half games out of first place. Now, obviously, we have to leapfrog two other – two other, or th- obviously, the Brewers are leading, but we got to leapfrog two, two other teams in the Cubs and the Reds that are both two and a half games out. But, I mean, this is where, like, if we, you know, if we get a couple win streaks going, uh, that we might be able to, to make some noise yeah, here. Yes, yeah, sir. Uh, all right, and uh, lastly and finally this afternoon, we are going to be talking about the the uh, Premier League over in uh, England. That's one of my favorite, also another favorite time of year of mine. So match week number one uh, kicks off in about mm, two hours-ish, or at least when we're recording this, just before 1.20 p.m. on the 11th of August. All right, so let's uh, go on over there, and I need to make that. Screen. I love it now. Um, I mean, I can't see it. All right. First, we have uh, Burnley and Man City. Uh, that, that takes place today at uh, 3 o'clock uh, Eastern Standard Time. And then uh, to, uh, I can't scroll. Hold on. Uh, All right. As I was previously saying, we have uh, Burnley and Man City. At three o'clock Eastern uh, today, and then tomorrow, the twelfth of August, we have Arsenal, uh, Nottingham Forest, uh, Bournemouth, and West Ham. Brighton versus uh, new to the Premier League 
at Luton Town, or Luton, uh, Everton at Fulham, uh, Sheffield, which I believe is also up uh, this year from the um, whatever the other tier is, and then uh, Newcastle and Aston Villa to close out action uh, for Saturday, the twelfth of August, and then on the on the thirteenth we have Brentford and uh, Tottenham. That's Tottenham. That is. Yes, it is. I think. Uh, Chelsea and Liverpool. Which yeah, you're right. you're right. You're right. Thank you. Which is the game that I will be watching. Uh, Chelsea and uh, and uh, Liverpool. Come on, you Reds. I love the. I'm a huge, huge Liverpool fan. And then on Monday, the 14th, we have Man United and Wolves to close out uh, match week number one. Uh, Danny, your thoughts, first of all, as I figure out how to get out of this. And we're going to take... All right, we're back. We had some technical issues there. All right. So as I was saying, my question to you, Danny, is your thoughts on Liverpool last season uh, not making it out or not making the uh, the top four in the Premier League so they will not be able to play in the UEFA Champions League. Instead, they will play in the UEFA uh, Europa League. Danny, your thoughts on how you think Liverpool will fare against some lesser competition than uh, Liverpool is uh, most certainly used to? Yeah, Zach, for sure, man. Um, you, you know, as a, as a huge Liverpool fan, know um, all too well that, that this will be the first time in, in six years that that um, that the Liverpool will not will not play in the UEFA Champions League this year because they finished fifth last year. Um, Zach, I think that Liverpool, you know, obviously will do well in the in the Europa League with the likes of. West Ham and uh, Roma from from the the Italian league. You know those are they're, it's, they're good teams, obviously. Uh, you know because they made it to the Europa League, but they're nowhere near you know the, the level of of the Real Madrid and um, and uh, other Premier League teams such as Man City that that Liverpool is accustomed to facing in the Champions League. I obviously think that. Um, they're gonna do. They're gonna do well in in that regard. But honestly, Zach, in terms of the Premier League, I'm super intrigued to kind of see how how Liverpool fare because obviously, um, you know, last season was not a season to write home for um, for for Liverpool. You know, a couple of years ago they set the uh, the record in terms of Premier League points in a in a single season, and, and they obviously did not do that this past. Uh, Go around. So, are they? Is Liverpool able to to get back to where they were? Right? Is Liverpool able to? Um, they obviously, you know, Jurgen Klopp is still a world class manager and still have a lot of talent um, in terms of the players that, that they have. But um, you know, can they can they make that jump from from fifth to uh, to top four, which is obviously not easy, Zach? A super super surprise team that made the top four last year is Newcastle, and that this might be the biggest you know storyline that I that I'm watching in terms of how can Newcastle um, you know keep up their uh, great great year can can they again make it to the top four and really kind of start to solidify themselves as a as a um, top four contender or was this just a a one off right. Yeah. I mean, Jack. There, there are so many. There, there really are so many um, 
storylines that that you know us not being in England obviously kind of kind of sneak up on it sometimes. And you know, I, I for one, you know, before you uh, mentioned you know that that, that we want to do a Premier League segment, I was like, what? And then you're like, yeah, there's games today and tomorrow. So like, I mean, I, it's a great time of year to be a sports fan, Zach. And 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 I mean. Just, just a lot going on, which is which yeah. is pretty awesome to, to see. Yeah, I need to uh, I need to repeat my questions because Danny heard it but three didn't. So my question to Danny coming back was uh, just his thoughts on Liverpool not making the top four for the first time in six years and all, and uh, how he thought they would fare in your Europa League play. All right, uh, Danny, any final thoughts before we uh, wrap it up here today? No, Zach. Obviously, as we mentioned, a lot going on in the uh, world of sports, and that's the w- the way that uh, that we like it here at the uh, Local Lowdown Podcast Network. Um, always, uh, always a pleasure uh, being on with you, man. We're not a network. It's, it's only when, when we do play by play, but we can go. My my bad, my bad. I'm sorry. Sorry for the folks listening that I was not on the uh, the A game there, so to speak. But Zach, always always a pleasure, man. Despite my imperfection, I appreciate you. Uh, Sticking with me this long there. All right. Do you want to do you want to run the outro? Sure. For uh, Zach Bischoff, I'm Danny Shanholzer. Um, we will see you next time. Bye for now.